Welcome to the Mothers Who Know podcast channel. In this special four-part series, Karen Broadhead, Parent Support Specialist, is going to be teaching parents some of the things that they need to know as their son enters the Sons of Helaman program. These are concepts that are true for all of us, but especially for our sons or even daughters that might be fighting different struggles or challenges that they have in their lives. Listen in this series as Karen teaches some very specific topics, including the war between remembering and forgetting, how we are not the enemy, why smart people do stupid things, what power calendars are, how we can learn discernment, what the chemical scale is, tools for our own personal arsenal, what are flagpoles, drills, passion projects, what is warrior chemistry, and how to reclaim our liberty and align ourselves and our families with the Savior. Welcome. You are at our first parent training session, and that means you're super cool. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Karen Broadhead, and I'll tell you a little bit about me um, in just a minute. But before I do and get off and running, I need to just read a pre-class kind of statement I need you to know that this meeting is recorded and we do post it on the Mothers You Know website for those who cannot make it so they can still benefit from it. I want to let you know that this is open to all parents. So if you were wanting someone to just know more about the Sons of Human program or maybe you had a son in Sons of Human, or a daughter and daughters of light, and you had grandparents that wanted to know more about what was going on, you could invite them. Luckily, I've been around long enough that I bet I can guess your questions. And so I'm going to hopefully answer lots of your questions tonight, even the ones you didn't even know you had. If you're here, you're probably here because you have a son enrolled in the Sons of Healing program. And the reason I called this uh, a training instead of a class or a meeting is because you only come to four of these. I'm going to try to give you as much information as I can in four weeks. And so I'm going to talk a lot. One of the powerful things about the Sons of Human program is that when your son arrives, something amazing happens. And it is that he can see there are other people there, and he's not alone. And then when he hears them speak, and he sees that they laugh, and they smile, and they have a personality, and they have cool talents and interests, and they match him a lot, he notices, wow, that is so good to know. All For a long time, I've been feeling like I'm the only person with this issue, and I'm all alone. And so when he shows up, there's this great feeling of just a release of a lot of shame that he's been carrying because he recognizes other really good people are having this issue, not just me. And I want you to know that that's a pattern that I see in the years that I've worked here, 10 years in life-changing services, that it is the best of the best that show up at these groups. Just the, the boys who are the most formidable targets to the dark side, you can tell these guys, if they know how 
to be amazing and nothing stops them, they will be amazing. And you can tell why they're a target. They're just amazing young men, very noble, very good, very talented, and have lots and lots of skills that are for building the kingdom. And so it's just a pattern. So just to tell you a little bit about me, gosh, I do lots of things in this company just because I'm so passionate about my passion of all passions is to make sure that parents don't ever have to feel like I felt that they can um, that they can know there there is a lot of hope and a lot of peace and a lot of power that you can feel while you're supporting someone who is in the fight because you learn what it means to be in the fight and how to protect yourself spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. And it is my great passion to make sure that parents are aware of the things that they can do to shift that because if you don't understand a lot of the tools that are taught in the sense of human groups, you don't understand what's happening to you. So the first thing that I want to cover tonight and what you'll get in these trainings is a lot of the information that your son is learning, a lot of the things that are in the Like Dragons Did They Fight book, but we're going to speak them because sometimes it's easier to understand them when someone teaches it to you or explains it to you than when you read it and then you can hear an application. So the first first thing, um, before I go on and just really start the fire hose, I just want to know, did anybody come tonight and just feel like, you know what, I really hope she tells me this. Because that's important to me. If you came and you're here and you're taking your time to be here and you really have something in your heart where you're feeling like, I just hope she tells me this. All right, Spencer, what you got? So a couple of questions have come in. One is how to support him when you want to beat him. <laughs> Love it. Uh, one is I want to know how to be like, similar, how to be a support for him. All right, good. That's so good. Okay, that's so good, and I am going to answer. Each week I'll give you some, because I, I have lots and lots of tips on what you can do to support. So those questions were pretty much the same, how to support him, especially when you're having feelings of, really, I would like to just pinch you, right? First and foremost, uh, the very first principle that everybody needs to wake up to, because everybody here, I'm assuming that you understand that the life-changing services and our programs here are um, geared toward an LDS population because our programs are called Thinks from the Book of Mormon. And we feel very strongly about having recovery programs that also have the Spirit and testify of the Savior and His power to heal. Something I realized when I was the parent that had no nobody to talk to and nothing to come to and no books to read about what I should think or feel about supporting. Something that I didn't understand was if you think of Ephesians chapter 6, talks so much about the armor of God. It's the one that tells us to put on the whole armor of God and talks about all the aspects of the armor of God. But before it gets to that, it tells us why, why we should put on the armor of God. And in verse 12, it says... For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then in John chapter 10, verse 10, I just want you to really hear this in the spirit. That's why I'm reading scriptures, because if I just come and tell you, you might think, I knew that, but I want you to really hear it. John 10, 10 says, the thief, so the thief is Satan, the adversary, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay, so if we understand that the adversary comes, the only reason he comes around is to steal, kill, and destroy, to steal our joy, to kill our faith, and to destroy our families and us. If you don't understand how personal that is, it's going to be very difficult for you to support your son in the right way. In fact, the mothers who will learn what the adversary looks like, feels like, and sounds like are the ones that get how to stay in a really awesome, powerful place and understand the reason I am so frustrated, bugged, mad, sad, and all that is because I am in a mood battle. The adversary is messing with me. And when I'm feeling these strong negative emotions, it's almost impossible for me to assist you. Because I'm so focused on why I feel justified in bossing you around or telling you what you should do or getting in your battle and helping you swing your sword. Uh, because I'm going crazy here because I'm watching you and I want you to be way more successful or care lots, lots more than you do and your actions are making me crazy. And so you need to understand that you're the first target. You're the very first target the enemy has. There's nobody he wants to take out more than you. Think about it. If you are a military strategist, who would you want to take out first? The commander or the command and control. Yeah, you'd want to take out the commander, the leader. And you don't necessarily have to kill them. You just have to get them all confused. And you have to get them to speak in a way, think in a way, and feel in a way that makes whoever is trying to learn to fight in the right way really upset and bothered and feeling like they don't even think that I'm capable of fighting. They don't even think I'm capable of winning because all they do is tell me what I should, shouldn't do, and they, they can't leave me alone to individuate, separate, and become the man that I'm trying to become or being taught that I should be in group. Because I go to group, and they say, you need to man up. This is your battle. You need to fight it. This is what it looks like when you fight. This is what it sounds like when you fight. This is how much you care about your mom and your dad and your family. And, and all that stuff, they're learning all that stuff and hearing it from other young men who are further along in the group than they are in a very cool, powerful way. And their clinician is really good at what he does. And then if he comes home and you don't understand what it looks like when someone is trying to change their brain, okay, and you don't understand when someone's trying to change their brain and they're also in a lot of pain and shame and embarrassment, 
and they feel a great lack of control and very little success to this point. And then they get micromanaged from someone who cares so deeply. But the way that it comes across is that you don't have confidence in them because you need to manage it. You need to help them. You need to tell them. You need to make sure. And so if you understand what the adversary is doing to you and that you're the very first target, he knows if at my house, the adversary knows if I can get Karen frustrated, bugged, lonely, hurt, sad, discouraged, overwhelmed, and feel like the people that she actually loves and fights for are her enemy, then I can do lots of stuff with the people that she loves because she's going to play into my hand. She's going to play right into my hand, and which allows me to show up. And if she is also giving the impression, if, I, if Karen is giving the impression to her son that she's so worried and I just think you're supposed to be doing it like this. And I heard, I just read this and you're supposed to look like, and you told me you were and you, you aren't. And do you know how much money that we paid for this already? All that stuff that we say. Okay. But if I talk like that, uh, the adversary is already telling my son that he's stupid, that he's a loser, that he's pathetic, that he's filthy, that he's worthless, that he's not worthy that he can't do anything, the important thing, right? That he's different. He's telling him all those things. And I got, when I got to know who the adversary was and what he was doing to take out the captain, which was me, I thought, I will not be on your team. I will not play on your team. You're not going to get me to help you. And were there times where I still was pulled right onto his team and I helped him right out because my boot battles got too big. Okay, in the Sons of Healing program, your son is going to be learning what it feels like when his chemicals shift. He's going to be trained at a heightened level of spiritual and physical mental discernment. Right to the point where I get when the chemistry in my brain is shifting and what that does to me physically from like a sniper's view over there. I don't even let Satan come close to me. And so if you don't know how to recognize that for you, especially if you're a girl, because girls have a lot of feelings. Uh, if you don't know how to recognize that when the adversary's sneaking up in the bushes, and increasing your mood battles, your strong negative feelings, which are, I'm afraid, I'm doubting, I'm worried, then you will not have the skills or the tools to speak like the inspirer, like the terminator, like the cheerleader, like the atmosphere angel that you are. You will not be able to do it. So that's why you also need a heightened level of training. Because none of us understand, unless you've been here and taken a recovery group 
or gone through the, the classes that teach all the principles, we don't understand just how subtle and personal the adversary is with what he does to every single one of us. And he knows I really just have a ball doing happy dances all over the place because all I know is that I have to get people a little bugged. It's super easy to get people bugged. I just have to get them bugged. I have to get them to doubt and fear and cry and start seeing the people that they love as their enemy. And when they start doing that, they can't keep their heads. They start acting outside of their value system. They speak in the wrong way. They start deciding that this person that I'm supposed to love and care for, I have feelings of discouragement about, or even as strong as hatred. Whenever you come in the room, my whole life changes because you just walked into my space. Okay, so I've lived that. I am that girl. I am the girl who anything I'm talking about that's negative, I live that. And that is why I'm so passionate because I understand what a bully the adversary is and I have seen what he's done over and over to parents who are good. They're like the best parents in the world. They care more than anything. And once we, as the captains of our little band, uh, our little band of soldiers, we are the captains. Once we understand who the enemy is and what he's doing, not only can we make amazing things happen right here with us so that we aren't playing into his hand and making it easier for him to do his dirty work in our home. We can also watch and start recognizing super obviously somebody we love who's under attack. And we know I'm not going to go over there and save you because you have your journey and your muscles to strengthen and your agency to use. And if you don't know how to strengthen them and how to claim your own journey and how to use your own agency, uh, you're not going to be ready for what's ahead of you or be able to recover from this, these chains that you're in. I've got to let you figure that out. And if I get in there and do it all for you, you don't get to use your muscles. You don't get to claim that journey as yours. Uh, you think you need me in there to have a journey. And that's what I taught my son all of his life is, Anything you need to be good at, better at, or help with, you come and ask me. Just come and ask me, and that's exactly what a mom's supposed to do. But with something that takes, you need to change your brain, that's at a level where you're seeing patterns of behavior that you're not pleased with, and you don't know how to stop them, that you need support in the recovery group. That kind of approach does not work. That's why as mothers and fathers, you just feel completely powerless. Because what you've tried all your life that has worked with other things your children have needed assistance in no longer works. Because they will misbehave and lose battles over and over again 
when you've had the most beautiful talks and you know that you had the spirit there and they agreed and then the very next day you're at rock bottom again it has nothing to do with the fact that they're stupid or don't care or aren't trying and everything to do with the fact that they are having an issue with their chemicals in their brain and pathways that need to be restored and pathways that need to be destroyed. And that takes time and that takes effort. And it has to be their journey and they have to claim it and you get to cheer for it. You get to pray for it. You get to have faith and hope in it. And the only way that you can do that is if you know what the adversary is going to do to take you out. Awesome. Karen, you have a question. I, I understand what you're saying, and my husband and I have really worked on that area, trying not to tell them what to do or, or any of that. But our son is older. He's out of our home now. He's living on his own. He has older siblings that he turns to. And they do that to him. Um, and, and we've tried to describe it to them. I, I just keep wondering, should I have his siblings watch this so they can be of more support to him? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, for sure. If they're invested, because I'm sure they wouldn't be doing that unless they loved him to death just like you do, right? And a lot of times people, they can't differentiate their love, because the adversary, that's why it makes so much sense to us to act in a way that doesn't serve them, is because he, he talks to our love. He talks to how much we care. He talks to, well, what will happen if, if they don't fix it? Are you really just going to stand there and watch that? Yeah, it's so important to, uh, to understand. I, I have a job, and my number one job is to manage my own personal battles. Because when I know, when I have skills, when I have tools, when I have knowledge about how to find the Savior for me and how he helps me carry this burden that now is my burden because I love so deeply this child. If I know how to find him and how to gain a testimony of how he does that for people. And if I do that personally, how does he do that for me personally? I will believe, I will believe that he can do it for my son. And so when I'm afraid, when I'm doubting, when I want to get in and manage too much, when I can't be patient and just wait and trust the trainer, trust the process of recovery, and no, it's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take time. Changing your brain takes a lot longer than changing your sheets or the trash. It takes a lot longer. And um, you have to understand, we're kind of in this. We're in this. Did you raise your hand, Tanya? I get what you're saying about the micromanaging, and that's been a very difficult thing for me because... How do you determine between just the regular household rules that seem to go by the wayside because you don't want to cause more anger and, you know, all that, but, you know, like, I mean, he needs, 
you know, he's still in our home. He's the only one at home now. His sisters are up at college. But how do you still get them to help with the chores and, you know, without feeling like, you know, you're, <laughs> that's where I struggle. That's a good. Which is what's what, you know, how do you, because I don't want to let him just do whatever he wants just to make it so that we don't have a fight. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? That is such a good question. And so it's because you don't want to have a fight. And is it also because you don't want to increase his stress? Yeah, that too. Because some of you have probably noticed that if my son's feeling happy and acting happy, then he's most likely not going to lose a battle. Or it seems like he won't. But when he gets all discouraged and weird, it means he's lost battles and is in that mode of losing battles, or he's about to lose one. Right? Have you noticed that? Yes. Okay. And so can you can you understand just how... Oh, yeah, how that, that would make you crazy because you think, okay, responsibility is important. That is such a good question because, Tanya, one of the things we encourage is that when you have responsibilities in your home, if you and your husband are on the same page and you discuss it first and you say, all right, how can we approach the responsibilities that he has in our home with his man brain? Uh, how can we do this together so that he sees this is a man's duty. This is a man brain thing. This isn't your mother nagging you to do things that you hate. Okay. Uh, this is, we're all going to support and help each other. And this is what's expected. And if you would like to opt out of what is expected, you have to have a man reason to do that. Because this, this is what we do. We all have a job. We all have a duty. And sometimes I opt out of my chores because I have a woman reason. Sometimes dad opts out of his chores because he has a man reason to do that. And sometimes we opt out of our jobs just because we need a break. And that's human. All that's human. But we don't opt out of our jobs because we just don't want to be responsible. We don't want to help the team out. We're trying to get away with being lazy because we want to feel lazy. Uh, so just talking really in man talking, you know, and then ask him. Uh, so, you know, lay out all the jobs in front of you and ask him how he feels about all those jobs. Are those doable for you? Do you think you're capable of getting those things done? And uh, discuss the whole Thing, like you would, like, I've hired you to do a job. Hired you to do a job. And, uh, and now that you understand your job and you have said that you agree and you think, yeah, you're capable of doing that, um, now let's discuss some man reasons that you could say, I need to opt out of that job today. It's not going to work for me right now. Let's discuss that. Because if he came to you, Tanya, and said in a very just matter-of-fact, responsible way, Mom, it's not going to work for me to get that done today. Um, and it, he could even um, use an honest, transparent, it could be, I have things at school, I have things with this friend, I'm doing this, that, and the other. But first, the thing to check is, before you come and use your man excuse, you also have to be honest about whether or not 
you were responsible with your man time. Were you responsible with your man time? And he might say, no, I wasn't. I played Xbox for this long or I watched TV forever and then it was time for this to go to bed or whatever and I didn't get it done. So you have to set up parameters, like ask him to set up his own parameters for himself to manage his man time. You know, like I got to get my job done before I can go to the screen or go to whatever his hobby is, whatever he ends up doing when he's thinking, I need to just chill. Um, it's important for him to decide what that looks like. So once you make a plan together, one of the hardest things for me to do at my house, I'm really good at making the plan and super bad at committing to follow through with the plan because we all get too busy, right? And so have it helps me if I have a time every week where I just kind of have a window where I have to make my husband get on board with me. So Tobias, you're the man. He has to be on board with me, otherwise I can't do it, because it does, it seems like everybody thinks, I hate it when mom talks, can't stand it when she's talking, I don't want her to talk about stuff, and then if my husband just sits there like, yep, mom's talking again, yeah, if he does that, it just really makes it worse, but if I say, okay, you start talking, because you have a man voice, you have a man brain, this is a man we're dealing with. And then we'll we'll talk together. But the less I talk and the more on the same page my husband and I can be and don't this is what I make this the mistake of doing when it comes to chores and responsibilities. Once I get someone to start listening to me about one thing I'm trying to change, I bring up five others. And I need to stop that. Because the principle is I just want you to understand the just the message is that you're a man and I trust you I trust you to do this for me when you do it makes me feel safe and happy and respected and makes me feel like you value me as a person and so but I have to remember if ever I'm trying to work out anything with my kids especially if they're a teenager I only do one thing at a time because as soon as I that one thing they're on board and but as soon as I think oh they're listening I think I'll bring up that that and that too then the thing I started making traction with goes away none of it worked so just one thing at a time yeah because then it, it makes them feel like geez what do you expect of me like really I'm trying to just be an individual here and now I feel like I'm in a prison because you're telling me too many things that kind of thing but it's hard because you see them and you want them to change quicker and but really just understand in the whole celestial orientation of things it doesn't matter if all the chores get done but it does matter that he understands i have to speak like a man and think like a man and so we communicate often about how's our plan going how's the system working uh not so much on the results of all of all that is everything done perfectly if that makes sense. It does. Okay, and Amy, do you have something to add to her question? I just noticed that my son lost a battle when he had a really good day. I thought it was when he was stressed that he would do it, but he had a really fabulous day, and um, 
and, and lost a battle. And I was really surprised by that. And that, that really is when it frustrated me the most because I thought I knew the signs or whatever, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, and how long has your son been at it? How long has he been in Sons of Healing? Since last March. So he's been in for several months, right? Yeah. When you said he was doing good and he lost a battle and that was really weird to me, I was, my guess was, I bet he's been in the program for quite a while because that's what happens. Once you can see the, the enemy and his tactics and what he does and you're really good at doing it like, man, I got this. We, this is how you show up and this is how I crush you. This is how you show up, and there you are again. I can tell that's, that's what we do, and these are all the things I put in place to protect myself and all the tools I'm using that fight that battle. But when the adversary shows up in a different way and uses other emotions, even happy ones, to justify things and take you to a place where you're like, I just walked right off the cliff and didn't even see it because it's different. So it's just it's just another... It's just another level. It's like I'm at a higher level of training now. Now I've got him at this area. Now I'm going to get him up here at this area. But most boys, with when that kind of thing starts showing up, it's them getting what it means to be trained and then having an even, an even healthier respect for the adversary. He's not always going to do the same thing. Once you've got that down, then you have to be extra vigilant. And it, it teaches them that, you really can't ever go to sleep. You gotta stay awake. So, it's awesome. Alright, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight was, we call it the war between remembering and forgetting. That That is the ultimate war. That we have forgotten, because we live in a temporal world with a temporal, demonic bully, that is really good at noticing that we, because we live in a temporal world, and we have temporal experiences and a natural body that is susceptible to such natural things in a temporal world, we are prone to forgetting all the time what we value. All the time. Even people who are super smart and super wise and have so much truth in their life, like us, we forget what it is we value and where it is we're headed. So the war between remembering and forgetting is hit immediately in Sons of Helaman, and it is, you are a son of God. That's who you are. You're a son of God. The end. What you've done doesn't matter. What you're in doesn't matter. What, what, what all the pain you've caused everybody, that is sad, and that matters, and look at you, you're doing something, because you're a son of God. And all of that is not who you are. It's not who you are. Just like all of the things that we hear in our head all day long that tell us, yeah, you should have done that better. You, you're never going to have enough money. You're never going to be able to get that done. Uh, you're, you're just not the right size. Boy, you just are an ugly thing today. Just all the things that we hear all the time in our temporal world is uh, the adversary getting us to focus on things that are not in the spiritual realm. And that is where all of our answers are. That's where all of our strength is. 
that's where all of our healing and our hope is, is in the spiritual realm. And he wants us to focus 100% in a temporal world and on our temporal pain, frustration, and what's going on. And so if we don't understand, we are constantly bombarded with a bully who gets who we are and how powerful we are at a very young age. So if you've noticed that your son was taken out at a very young age, there's a reason for that. It's the same reason that you would believe things about you that aren't true. So when I first started learning this, uh, someone asked me to write down the top 10 negative things that I hear in my head. Write down the top 10 negative things you hear in your head. And I thought, okay. And then they said, now notice of those top 10 things, which ones start with the word I? Not you should or you are or uh, your life is. It sounded like I am like that. And I had three on there that said I. One said I am worthless. The other one said I am ugly. And the other one said um, I am dumb. And they pointed out to me, if you just automatically write I down, then you can almost be assured that there is a neural pathway in your brain that has bought a belief uh, because you have heard that over and over and over and over again. So just like a step, uh, like if you I have a little dachshund dog at my house. And we got him less than a year ago, so we had lots of grass And when we got him. He's a little teeny thing. And within a month, he had created a trail, a perfect trail in our yard, from our back door to our front yard. With his little teeny feet, he had created this little path and worn all the grass down with his little feet. And it's the same way with our brains. Just one thought or one step doesn't wear anything down or create a path. But something over and over and over again, the same thought, the same idea, the same experience over and over in our head tells us uh, we start creating paths. And the only way to get that to stop is to recognize that it's happening and what that path is. Okay? so. One of the tools that we identify is that not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. You need to understand that there are three sources that you're hearing. One is you, one is the Holy Ghost, and the other is neither. Okay? It's the adversary. It's what he's trying to do to make you feel small and like you should play small because you keep messing up. So one of the things that you'll learn in our trainings, uh, Eternal Wild, you'll learn how to catch those things, change pathways, and you'll also learn uh, tools that help you to shift that and absolutely crush the enemy. 
so that it gets to the point where when you hear something about somebody else um, that's driving you crazy or about you personally that makes you feel a negative feeling in any way, then you recognize that really quickly. And your son is being taught the same thing, that he can control and notice. This is what the enemy sounds like. This is what he talks like, and this is what he sounds like in my head, and that is not me. That's not me. Just because it's in my head and it sounds like my voice, it doesn't make it true. So anything you hear in your head that doesn't sound like you are good, you are smart, you're important, you matter, what you do is awesome, you are loved. That's okay. You'll try it again and you can keep trying as many times as you want. All that kind of stuff that's just good. This kind of talk that you would hear if Heavenly Father were speaking to you or the Savior were speaking to you, that stuff belongs in your head and it's beautiful because it's who you are. But anything else that sounds demeaning or judging or angry or off in any way that would make you feel like in a million years I would never go up to Lisa and tell Lisa what it's saying in my head because if I said that out loud to a real person they'd say what the I can't believe you just said that to me right so you need to think would I ever say that thought in my head out loud to another person and if the answer is never, then that is from the wrong source. It's just important to understand there are tools and amazing shifts that you can make in that area to the point where you can go through a whole, gosh, days and days where you're like, man, I feel awesome. Yeah, he's trying, but I know how to catch him and he doesn't get any, he doesn't get any traction here anymore. And you can heal. The things that have stopped you for a long time and he uses those things that are paths in your brain because one of mine was you're not lovable and that's what triggered me more than anything with my son and my husband and my family to get in their battles is I would get so hurt and wounded because it seemed like the reason they wouldn't do what they were supposed to do or the reason that they wouldn't try or wouldn't talk the way that I hoped they would or treat me the way I hoped they would is because I was not a lovable person. And uh, so I would get in a defensive mode trying to prove I was lovable. Anyway, I have a test one. You can heal those things. So the war between remembering and forgetting is a big deal. If you don't agree, consider all our lives how many things We've been told over and over and over again in the church um, the same thing over and over again. How many times do we do we sing, I'm a child of God, and what does it really say? And how hard is it for us to truly believe that to our souls? How many times do we have declarations that we say in young women's every week and in primary every week saying who we are? And why we're that person and what we believe. But yet, when it comes down to really knowing it and believing it, 
it's really difficult to believe. So I have a quote here by President Thomas S. Monson, a prophet of God, given in 2015. So good. He says, I am confident that each of us has as his ultimate goal life everlasting in the presence of our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. It is imperative, therefore, for us to make choices throughout our lives that will lead us to this great goal. We know, however, that the adversary is committed to our failure. He and his hosts are relentless in their efforts to thwart our righteous desires. They represent a grave and constant threat to our eternal salvation. Unless we are also relentless in our determination and efforts to achieve our goal, the Apostle Peter warns us, Be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may destroy. That's found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And then he says, we read in 1 Corinthians, there are so many kinds of voices in the world. We are surrounded by persuasive voices, beguiling voices, belittling voices, sophisticated voices, and confusing voices. I might add that these are loud voices. I admonish you to turn the volume down and to be influenced instead by that still, small voice which will guide you to safety. Remember that one with authority placed his hands on your head after you were baptized, confirming you as a member of the church and saying, Receive the Holy Ghost. Open your hearts, even your very souls, to the sound of that special voice which testifies of truth. As the prophet Isaiah promised, thine ears shall hear a word, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. May we ever be in tune that we might hear this comforting, guiding voice which will keep us safe. Learning what that is for you as a parent, as the number one target, is huge. It's huge. Because there's no way you can uh, support your loved one in the very best way unless you know how to manage your own battles. If you don't know how to do it, then you're constantly feeling like, Oh, I'm going crazy! This pain is too much! I want to really boss people around and why isn't this happening faster? So we have a saying in Mothers You Know, and it is, stay by the tree. Stay by the tree. And this is the way that we, that your son is learning to win the war between remembering and forgetting and to follow that admonition that our prophet tells us. Uh, unless we are also relentless in our determination and efforts to achieve our goals, so your son is learning that I have to be relentless because now I know how relentless the enemy is. He is like a roaring lion walking around seeking when he can destroy me. And I did not know how personal that was. I did not know how easily I fell prey to that enemy. Now that I'm learning who he is and I'm learning who the Savior is and that my power is there, this is how I'm winning. So I'm going to show you the tool. This is the tool we use to 
fight that war between remembering and forgetting. It is the number one tool. Another tool is the truth tool or the catching lies tool that I plays into what I described earlier. Getting good at identifying the pathways in your brain that don't serve you by hearing the lies, changing that, and then creating new pathways that will serve you and healing those others. So here's the tool. Hang on. Aaron, I don't know if this is time for a, a quick yeah, question. Yeah, that'd be great. Go for it. All right, so one person says, what if one parent does not think they have to change to help their son? How can others get through to him or her? Uh, I think that some in the LDS church have such a self-righteous attitude that they can't see that they may be part of the problem. That's the first one, and there are a couple more, so I, don't, I guess I'll just leave it at that for now. All right. You know what? That is so true, and I am also that girl. Just so you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I wanted so badly for it to look different at my house and to have the man trainer in my house to do some different things. And it wasn't in his comfort zone or his personality to do what I wanted him to do, even when to me, it seemed so obvious that he needed to. Like, even can't you see you need to? Because don't you just love him as much as I do? So let's do this. So here's my answer to that. And it is same thing. And you, whoever's question that was, your job at managing your own battle is even more important. Because not only is it your son who you're trying to be awesome for at being like, I know personally how to crush the enemy and tell him to go play in traffic. I know what that's like. And he's not going to get me to play into his hand. Uh, but when he's also trying to get you to get off because your spouse, the, the other captain in your army, isn't seeing value where you see value, it doesn't necessarily mean he's completely wrong and off. Even though it feels like that, sounds like that, and looks like that. It might just mean, guess what? Just like my son has his own journey that he has to claim, so does my husband. He's got his own journey. He's got a claim. And he has to fight his own battles and use his own agency. And he's not ready to get in this one over here yet because that's important to him. So me, wishing, thinking, hoping, nagging, all of that is not going to make it better it's going to make it worse and make me less of an instrument in God's hand as I support God in his great work to help my son. So whoever asked that question, it's even more important for you to get the training that you need because even one person, and I can testify of this because I am that girl, even one person who gets the real war and wakes up to it and knows how to stay in a really empowered place and keep a spirit of, I fight my battles with the Savior by my side. And so I'm not afraid. No matter how scary that gets over there, I know where my safety and protection is. And I stay by the tree. I beckon from the tree. And I partake at the tree. That's my safety zone. And even if you're not ready to come to the tree, I can't leave the tree because you're driving me crazy or I'm going to get taken out. 
So you you have to get training. That's that's my that's my advice. Yeah, it's hard when two people that are supposed to be a team aren't a team on some things, and you've just got to try to think like Christ in that. Uh, work at that. It's hard, but it, it's doable and amazing things can happen. Okay, you got another one, Spencer? Uh, the, the last is, uh, I guess, kind of a clarifying question, which is, so how can a parent get rid of false beliefs? Okay, awesome. So um, it's kind of like gardening. Um, if you've ever gardened, most of us know what it's like to garden and how awesome gardens are. Uh, because beautiful things grow in gardens, and gardens have a purpose. They bring us happiness and joy and help us appreciate Heavenly Father and His creations more. They feed us. All those things, they do beautiful things. But what else do gardens have? Bugs and weeds. Yes, that's right. That's right, and that's exactly, it's the same process as gardening. So how do you get rid of false beliefs? Uh, you have to identify that is a weed. That's a weed. I have a false belief. That's a weed in my garden. I'm trying to create this beautiful garden in my heart and in my mind. And um, that belief that I'm having, and you know you have a false belief when you are behaving out of your value system. Then you know I must have a false belief here because I cannot stay in my value system. The adversary is hooking me and getting me to feel like I'm justified in acting against what I value. And so you need to understand that in order to do that, you have to notice the behavior that you're having. But first and foremost, you have to notice what the lies are that have created that pathway. And it can be as easy as replacing those lies with purposeful, meaningful truth and doing it on purpose in a powerful way where you use your words and the spirit and your body to create the beautiful garden that you you want so you can find weeds and pull them out and replace them with what you're hoping to be growing but it takes a lot of effort because just like in a garden weeds grow without any effort and bugs show up doing their job without any effort that's the same way our brains will deteriorate and do dumb things if we aren't growing good things on purpose so if you aren't planting good things and and watering a lot and nurturing your garden a lot and trying a lot to figure out where the weeds are and pull them and then adding lots of good kinds of things you want in there, you might as well just say, I like yucky gardens. Because it's just it just happens. That's the way that our brains work just like gardens, just like nature. So it is that's that's why we've heard from ever and ever and ever. Uh simple things like you should say your prayers every day. You should read your scriptures every day. Uh you should serve people. You should, I mean, all the things we've heard all our lives that we should be focusing on and trying to grab the spirit every day to say, let's nurture our soul. All of that um, is God saying, please understand that your heart and your brain works like a garden. 
And if you don't continually try to nurture and grow and weed things out and take care of things with repentance and, and growing and setting goals and changing, if you're not trying to do that, then really it will just become this overgrown weedy thing. And you'll wonder how it's got to that point, and the answer will be you didn't do anything on purpose. That's why. You have to choose it on purpose. So this is the tool that will help as well, changing pathways. So I started to bring up a tool when Spencer uh, said, is this a good time? And yes, it was. Is there any more questions, Spencer? So one of the things that we feel so excited about, and can I say I have a testimony of this because I've been using this tool for about almost five years now. And this is a tool that I trust uh, will help me for the rest of my life because it is not something that manages me. I manage it. It doesn't control me and tell me I'm a loser and that I'm not cool. It tells me, you know what, you're in charge. And you are doing lots of things right on purpose. And every day you're doing something that helps you remember your promise to remember the Savior every day, just like you come into in baptism, uh, to always remember him. This is a tool you use every day to keep your promise. That's all this is. And a lot of people first hear about it and first see it, and they say, what, a girl power calendar? A man power calendar? So man and girl power calendars are exactly the same except for these three squares. This says M-A-N, and on a girl power calendar, it says G-R-L. And I've been using a girl power calendar for several years. What it is, it is so cool because it helps me to stay awake so that I can remember who I am, why I matter, and why I want to have a good garden. And I also can remember whose I am and that no matter how relentlessly weak I continually show up, he is the master gardener. He can come in and just make it awesome. Even though I show up every day in this relentless weirdness. Like, I just can't quite get it all together. He's like, I know. That's why I'm here. You don't have to get it all together. It's okay. You don't have to. Because that's why I'm here. So... Understanding, I'm trying to remember those things because I'm at war between remembering and forgetting. And the thing that makes me forget faster than anything else is to forget I have a garden. Forget that I show up on purpose. Forget that I'm trying to do things every day to remember. So this tool is, it's waking up your spiritual discernment and putting on your armor. Uh, we call it border patrol. So everybody has their own kingdom, their own fortress, and it's you. Okay, so Karen has her very own. It's hers. Whatever I do to say I'm protecting this kingdom, it's mine, that is up to me. Or I can say I'm completely vulnerable and I will let whatever wants to just march right on in here and do whatever it wants. And we don't realize that's what we're doing. Uh, when we don't have things we're doing on purpose because our spirit, who we are from heaven, 
craves purposeful living. It's who we are. And so this is really fun to notice that as soon as you start setting goals, so there's six goals, and this calendar is something you use when you take our Eternal Warriors training, and it's something your young man is using if he's in Sons of Human as well. And so that's just really incredible to have a tool every day where I know there are six things every day that I'm going to do no matter what. And especially these three. I try to never, ever forget these three. So the prayer, the writing, and the reading. The P, the W, and the R. Those three are vital to my success. And then these three over here are like my warrior actions. They're the things that I do to remember I'm at war and I am not going to be taken out. Okay, so pray twice a day for five minutes is the P square. Write a letter to God every day. Um, and if you're a young man in the program, they always will encourage you to, to consider writing a letter to your future spouse. And read, read the scriptures every day uh, for at least 15 minutes. Uh, something with words of the prophets. And then M stands for minister. Do an act of service every day. And they're encouraged to do that for a woman, a female, uh, because they are in a place where their brain has created pathways that tell them it's okay to objectify women. And God knows that they are meant to protect, respect, and provide for and care for women. And they're his special daughters. And so ministering to a woman is one. That's M. A is for accountability or action. So you're being accountable. You have a calendar and you're being accountable to someone. If you're in Sons of Human, you're accountable to your group and your personal warrior trainer. You can also be accountable to someone else, like your mom or your dad or a friend. And if you're in Eternal Warriors, the same training, but on a self-mastery level like your son is in, then you are accountable to your team, your, your group, your class, and you can be accountable to your mentor or anybody else you choose. And then N stands for no. Okay. And then if you're doing a girl power calendar, the G stands for give, just like M stands for minister. But if you're a girl, you understand when someone says, you should give and serve, you're like, excuse me, that's what I do from the time I wake up. I serve people. And so what you need to understand is, yeah, that's true. But you, the reason that makes you crazy just even thinking about that is because you're forgetting that God is your power. And if you give for God, if you minister to God for God, Whatever you're doing, if it's for God, it feels so much better. So this was the first example I have on this one. My family's the worst at changing the toilet paper roll. The worst. And I'll get in there and I'll be like, seriously, does nobody understand that it's, you know, change the roll for heaven's sake. And when I got this principle, I thought, you know what? Everything I do is for the love of God, for my family, and to not play into the adversary's hand. And so if it meant I needed to get someone to change the role, I did it in the right spirit. Or if I thought 
that's okay. I'll just change the role. It was like, I'm doing it for God. I'm changing the role for God. doesn't even bother me. I'm not bothered because I'm doing it for God. It's okay. So it's remembering, do something to minister to God every day. Even if it's something you're already doing, say, that's switching in my brain. What I do is for him. I'm not doing it for this family who's all temporal and forgets about me all the time. And I just serve and serve and serve. And if I keep doing that and don't do it for a greater purpose, I can get kind of emotionally, physically, and spiritually sick. So that's what that one is. It's give. Give it for a higher, higher reason. Give it, to, give it to God. R stands for remember and restore if you're on a girl power calendar. And it is to remember who you are. You matter. And so that means you have something to restore, and it is your truth. Because nobody gets tormented more than women. Women, Satan's tactic on women is torment. His tactic on men is temptation. But he will torment women endlessly. So you use your warrior tools under your R-square for remember and restore. You use those. Uh, to restore your truth, and some of those are self-care things. Some of those are creating things that please you, help you, or just doing purposeful declaring of who you are and connecting in the spirit and getting a confirmation that that's right, you are that girl, and you're awesome. And then the L in GRL is just like the no square for, man, for N, for the man, it's let it go. It's, an, it's a no square L. Let it go. So, and your goals can be whatever you want them to be, too. They can just be things that you feel are important to you. But if people want a place to start, that's what we recommend. All right. In order to graduate from the Sons of Healman program, uh, your boy has to get 28 consecutive days on that manpower calendar. It took me six and a half months to get to 28 days on my girl power calendar, just so you know. So some people are just on it because they're those that kind of personality, and some people, it takes them a long time. Okay, yeah, we encourage the boys to get on that as soon as they can, but they're not required to even start using their calendar until they're at eight weeks, meaning eight successful weeks. Okay, so our time is, is about up. Go ahead, Spencer. So we had this question as well, so I'm glad someone's asking it. My son has still not heard from his personal warrior trainer. Okay, that's such a good question. Okay, yeah. Just in case you're not aware, your son is supposed to have a personal warrior trainer when he gets into the program. And we, as a company, we have a director over the personal warrior training, and he is assigning all of those personal warrior trainers. And so you need to understand that, yes, it's what's happening, but it's also something that we have just implemented in 2017. So you might be noticing a delay, and it might be because we are figuring some of the processing of all that out, because there are 408 young men currently participating in Sons of Healing. And uh, so it takes our office getting all of our names to the director who then takes all those names, assigns them to a trainer and the trainer to call you. So that's kind of the process we're looking at, but it's a good process and it's going to work great and it's got an excellent director. So if you have any questions, 
even if you just shot him a note, because I know that people that will email him, he's going to think, I'm giving it to you first, because I don't want you to email me again. So let's see. Okay, personal warrior trainer, director, Ruben. So it's lcswarriortraining at gmail.com in case you're listening to the recording. So if I could, um, just while you're thinking of any last-minute things, some of you are showing up to this training and feeling like, you know what, I'm in such a hard place, such a wounded place, such a I am confused place that I'm not even ready. I'm not even sure what I'm ready to hear or what I'm ready to heal. And I invite you to just acknowledge that you're where you're at and that's important to be patient where you're at because wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be. And that's important to acknowledge that I don't need to be at a cooler place. I don't need to know more at that place, but I do need to consider asking for some help if I'm in that place. I need to consider asking for some help, whether it's I need to contact Karen and talk to her one-on-one. I need to sign up for uh, one-on-one eternal warriors. I don't want to go to a whole class. I just want one really safe mentor to talk to just me. Or I just want to go to a class like Mothers Who Know, where I can be off screen and I can just be there and listen, or I want to listen to the recordings. But please don't think that that's who you are and that that's where you should stay. Because if you are feeling like that, you're very powerful. And the adversary has got you bullied into a corner and convinced you that what is happening in your life is so painful and so hard that you either deserve to stay there because you have some shame or you feel like it's your fault or that it's so bad it's never going to get fixed because you're so traumatized by what's happening. That is a lie, and it's a satanic lie. And I want to ask you with all with all the mother heart that I have to not stay there. I want you to come and get some assistance. Don't stay there. So if you could picture me just saying, here's my hand, and I want to softly take your hand and say, there's a better place to be. So if you're there, I want you to hear me and to know that there are answers and a lot of hope and a lot of healing. And don't you stay there. And um, then if you are hearing this and be like, yeah, I got, I got it. I know where it war. I'm completely awake to this war. I've had a husband who's gone through recovery and another son that's gone through recovery. And now we're on our second son and here I am at this training and I get it then I invite you to get enrolled right away in our Eternal Warriors training where you can really start getting some traction because you're going to love it. You're going to love what that will do for you personally and the increased insight and the discernment you're going to have for you personally in winning your own battles so that you stay in a super place at being the supporter. Uh, for your loved one. It's eternalwarriorstraining.org. So that's the link to go to the website to find out more about that training. But that is my priority suggestion for any parent is to get in the Eternal Warriors training. Next week, we're going to cover the scientific side of addiction, why smart people do stupid things. 
and talk about neural pathways and what you need to expect for timing and changing and that kind of thing and things to be looking for. So just before we leave, I want to give you one, just a couple tips, just off the top of things. I've written down all the things that I tell parents, and I'm just going to read you a couple of them. Okay, get dressed in your armor of God like you mean it. Before you show up as a parent, you have to be dressed for battle. You are doing your PWR goals at meaningful and consistent levels to enable you to win your personal battles. One of the greatest things you can do is to set up your man or girl power goals and calendars and put them next to your warrior's calendar and fight the war side by side instead of face to face. Okay, instead of looking at him and looking at his calendar and hoping something's going to happen someday, start growing your own calendar. Start growing your own calendar and working on that. Even if they're still sitting there and you're still staring at them, start noticing it's, it's challenging to do a calendar. Wow, self-mastery is kind of tricky and it's, it's interesting. I want to use this, this calendar as a tool for me that, that serves me, but the adversary is telling me this is a tool that makes me miserable. I better go get some training to figure out how to think of living on purpose in a better way. He's got me convinced that that just makes me miserable when I do that. The second tip is remember, getting training for your child and yourself is healthy and wise, not proof that you are a pathetic and bad at being a parent. Just because you think, I need training, I need help, I'm in a bad place, it's really wise and very courageous and powerful. It's not pathetic or bad. It doesn't mean you're awful. It means you're smart. Okay, you will be tempted to police all things. Make sure your child is following the program and have a hyper-focus on all things recovery. That's what you're going to be tempted to do. Focus on, all right, come on. You got to do this. If you don't do this and it doesn't work, then we're in big trouble and so are you. So you've got to do this. So you're hyper focused there. If you want to make yourself sick, neglect other important stewardships that are part of your life and make yourself crazy, then that's what you should do. Don't fall for this. Instead, focus on your strengths and what you can contribute. I personally had to realize that I was not a brain surgeon. That was the clinician. He's kind of like a brain surgeon with helping people to help their brains. I could not save my son. That would be Christ. My son needed someone who knew how to work with the scientific side of self-mastery. He needed a clinician. He needed pressure and motivation. And that comes from the personal warrior trainer and his brothers and clinician, and a bishop too, I would add. I needed to learn that my role primarily is as a cheerleader and fellow warrior. So there's two of them that I'll leave you with. Aaron, there's one last question if we have time. Awesome. Go for it. My son is ashamed for me to know he's in the program, and yet I know what he's going through. Should I tell him I know he's in the program or let him tell me? Hmm. 
Uh, do you know how old your son is? I want to know the how old that boy is. Fifteen. Fifteen. And does does his dad know? And does he know his dad knows? Or is that the mom? Uh, this this person indicated they're separated at the moment. That's why they don't. Okay, got it. Uh, you know what? I would say if your son hasn't told you, um, I would probably go to if your relationship is okay and you're and you think it, I would go talk to your to the your spouse that you're separated from and say you know make sure that because if your son really does know that you know but you don't think he knows that would just be good to just be transparent and say dude I know and I love you and I believe in you and I'm proud of you proud of you for having the courage to fight and get in there and and I'm I just gonna believe in you and help you and cheer for you uh, of course if he if you have that kind of uh, love and relationship with him um, it would be good to do that if he already knew you knew but if you know that he doesn't know that you know I would approach your spouse your your spouse that you're separated from and just discuss that because sometimes the reason they don't want you to know is they think you will be so ashamed and so hurt and think so differently of them. And one of the most healing things that can happen is for them to find out you don't think that, that you're just love them and you want to help them and you're proud of them. Uh, but another thing you don't want, if they really, really don't want you to know, you don't want to be in a place where, yeah, your mom told me, or I know, and then they go back and they think, you know, Mom, I'm so bothered that you told him. I didn't want him to know. So I'm in that situation. I have a joint family. My son that was in Sons of Human, his dad lived in Oregon. I live in Utah, and um, his dad has never known ever. And now my son's 26. He's never known that my son had such a battle and is so cool and so awesome and overcame something so amazing he has no clue and it bothers me personally because I think you have no clue how you have no clue how cool your son is he's amazing so yeah it kind of depends on your situation but you might want to even ask the clinician your son's clinician about that okay I'm gonna run and I'll see you next week uh, thank you so much for being here appreciate it be sure to listen to next week's podcast as Karen talks about why smart people do stupid things, what the science is behind addiction, and how neuropathways work, and why knowing about that is important. If you have any questions, please email us at mothershoknow at lifechangingservices.org or check out our website at mothershoknow.org. Thanks so much.